Hey guys, and welcome to the loop where we keep you in the loop. I'm Abby. And I am Kendrick. Thanks for joining us. No guests, sadly, this week, but we still have some pretty good content for you, I'd say. Uh, what's our first thing, Abby? Well, as the um, race to see who will be the next U.S. president goes on, as it will for a while, we have another um, election update for you. The big event of the week was the New Hampshire caucus. Yes, New Hampshire caucus. Bernie, of course, coming out on top, as expected, the Vermont senator. Um, We knew that after the Iowa caucus ordeal with the delayed results and everything, that we could probably expect another close race between both uh, Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders. And we did see that again. Not a very significant gap between them. Um, Very surprised at how well those two candidates are actually doing um, in this early primary process. Not a lot to say after that, though, guys. Um, just, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on. Pete, um, Pete, being doing so well has surprised actually a lot of um, more, I guess, left leaning candidates because he seems to be right up there with Bernie on a lot of policies and stuff. Yeah. Some other kind of drama related to that though is so obviously, in case you guys, yeah, I'm sure you guys got some updates after our podcast, but the Iowa caucus was a bit of a mess. And so, actually, the uh, Iowa Democratic Party chairman, Troy Price, resigned shortly after the fiasco, which makes a little sense. He said, obviously, that was a little embarrassing and that <laughs> might be best for him to and for him to make some changes down the road. Yeah, so not hopefully in the future we'll have a better process for those candidates that are still kind of, yeah. And there was rumors about, you know, Sanders calling for a recount and that kind of thing. But I feel like everybody's just going to move on and cut their losses, I guess. Yeah, New Hampshire went smoothly. It did, yeah, for sure. Um, But moving on from that, because I know you guys are tired of hearing all this election stuff, 2020 primaries. Abby, what's up with some bonsai trees in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, so other, yeah, speaking of press, some other D.C. news. So recently this week, apparently two bonsai trees were reported stolen from the Pacific Bonsai Museum in D.C., which there was a few different weird things about it. First of all, didn't know that bonsai tree museums were a thing, but (laughs) apparently it's quite competitive. Um, Their website says this is one of two bonsai museums in the U.S., so it's hot commodities. And (laughs) so these guys came in and stole these bonsai trees and then returned them? Like within a couple days, so they really they really just borrowed the bonsai. Yeah, it's not stealing if you take it back. Right? Yeah, so they just. <laughs> but apparently they're worth like thousands of dollars. Um, yeah, but they've got them back. And when I hear bonsai tree, my mind immediately goes to Karate Kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in case you guys don't know what a bonsai tree is, they're usually the like the cute small kind of twiggy ones that they always show them like snipping. Snipping. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. They always like try shaping them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've always like wanted one, but where would you get one in the middle of the United States? Yeah, I guess you got to go to the museum and borrow yeah. it for a while. Exactly, <laughs> that, exactly. That's you can just take. buy one for whenever you need it. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, th- that was in D.C. I'm depressed because I was in D.C. and didn't hear about this museum, so missed out. <laughs> of course, next time I quite get the to D.C. <laughs> But um, moving on to some more news for you guys. Uh, of course, this coronavirus issue is still hard-hitting, um, big issue internationally between 
yeah, just all the infections that have happened. There's some confirmed cases in the U.S., not enough to be super alarming, but enough to pay attention to. Um, the latest update with that, um, Abby has the times, what they have reported, correct? Yeah, so nothing seems more accurate than this headline that reads, coronavirus cases seem to be leveling off. Not anymore. Yeah, so it started to look a little gotcha. better there for a little <laughs> bit, but yeah, not the case. Psych. Actually, they had the biggest um, day-to-day change reported so far. So over one night, they recorded 14, over 14,000 new cases just mm. from the one Chinese province. That is... One of the Chinese provinces. That is an alarming statistic, not only because it raised by so much, but because there's that many people that are getting affected in one day. Because how... I just... I don't know how it would like spread that fast. You know what I mean? How how is that but more even like, possible? Even like, more so, like how does it vary so much? They like said, yeah, some nights it just seems to be going crazy, and then right, it's like, oh, you know, taking a little break from spread. I don't know. And did you hear about that doctor that um, was supposed like supposedly this doctor knew about this virus that it was a more severe strand of what they were looking at than the everybody else thought and he was basically silenced and told not to announce this because you know when (laughs) when you're in a government like china's government there's issues that come with you know spread or letting that information out and so he ended up actually dying not long after that too correct that doctor yeah he died and Really sketchy situation over there, guys. <laughs> I don't I don't advise traveling. <laughs> yeah, so really, traveling to Asia anytime soon. Yeah, but it's kind of spreading everywhere, so probably don't traveling overall kind of seems a little sketchy yeah. right now. Wash your hands. Make sure you're taking regular precautions. Being a healthy person. <laughs> yeah, try <laughs> that, that. That kind of thing. So that's been kind of the big news internationally right now. It's getting everybody a little scared, but there's also some recent news in Puerto Rico. Yeah, um, some pretty crazy things come on in Puerto Rico. Um, so apparently their government lost $2.6 million in a phishing scam by email, which, you know, they're telling us, when, when we got here on campus, Abby, they, Northwest was really um, really big on, if you see anything fishy or sketchy in your email, don't click on those links. Don't, don't, um, don't take part in, like, anything that looks weird. But apparently Puerto Rico's government did not have the same yeah, training. Yeah, they did not <laughs> give them those guidelines. The finance director of the Islands Industrial Development Company, um, Ruben Rivera, said in a complaint to police Wednesday that um, that state agency sent money to a fraudulent account through that email. So... Just not a good look for your government. Um, yeah, because I get those in my inbox all the time, but I haven't quite lost thousands of dollars to one yet, so now I feel pretty good, I guess, in comparison. Yep, and it's it's unclear whether <laughs> officials have been able to recover any of the money um, yet, so they're still trying to figure out how to get that money back or how to penalize the party responsible for that but in reality if you're if the government doesn't realize that it's a scam that's kind of on them that's my take did you ever have to watch those like online safety videos when you're in like grade school about like don't share your personal information online and they was like mine always had the little cat person do you know what i'm talking about yeah vaguely it's like one of those memories that you don't know you have until you know you have it (laughs) exactly and they spooked me real straight about not sharing any of your personal info or money online but like i said apparently don't have the same um resources over there i guess (laughs) we're just an unlucky (laughs) draw you know (laughs) 
<laughs> but uh, moving on from that for y'all, uh, we do have something that's kind of um, it not only interesting but kind of wholesome for you guys. We have um, my favorite. We of course. <laughs> Uh, there is this marriage proposal that showed up on Google Maps, actually, because they take pictures of everything everywhere all the time, and it's really creepy. But this is wholesome, I guess. <laughs> um, a German man's uh, marriage proposal got a bigger audience um, because it showed up on Google Maps. <laughs> um, the uh, the guy said that um, his he's a 32-year-old part-time farmer, um, and he used a machine to plant a field of corn in a way that gaps the spelled out words, do you want to marry me? Which is a, a lot of dedication. Yes. You know how much time that takes to like plant all that, shape all that? He must have a really deep connection with I guess. <laughs> with also, partner. she must not visit that field very often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, sorry, I you wanna... can't come over. Um, Yeah, I just don't know. But it worked out. I, I guess I assume she said yes to this marriage proposal. Oh, for sure, yes. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Uh, he told... He told the uh, department that kind of saw, like, oversaw this, that he hadn't intended or expected the image to appear on the Google Maps, but that um, his aunt in Canada pointed it out to him, which is wild. Like. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully it was on Google Maps after that. Yeah, it could have ruined the whole surprise. Also, yeah, would have been a lot sadder if she had said known and then it was oh, forever for sure. going to live on via Google Maps. Yeah. So, glad it all worked out, kind of, for everyone. And it says here that him, uh, Schwartz is his name, his last name anyway, um, that, that Schwartz and his fiance plan to marry in June. So happy ending to a wild story so, for you guys. So, yeah, congratulations <laughs> to them. So kind of moving on from happy to, like, some why is this occurring kind of news. We have a local issue with our water here in Maryville, don't we, Abby? Oh, yeah. It's a hot topic. It's a hot topic. We covered it a lot in the Northwest Missourian this week, um, last week, and there will be another story on it the following week. So, And those of you that are listening to this podcast may be confused by that timing, but this week <laughs> of February 13th. But Kendrick's been following this story paper. for a while. Yes, I have, for sure. Um, in the beginning, uh, basically, Mazingo Lake here in the Maryville area, our water source for the municipality, if I said that right. I, mm -hmm. That's a hard word. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the lake had an algae bloom, a blue-green algae bloom, which um, can pose, like, potential harmful bacteria, but that harmful bacteria wasn't technically detected in this area. So, the but the chance of your water being toxic is not what you want to hear. Definitely not. And a large part of that is agricultural runoff. And recently, Donald Trump, our great president, um, signed a, um, well, deregulated ag agricultural runoff and um, kind of made and it easier are, for farmers. Paying the price, and, I guess. <laughs> and it wasn't completely, the, you know, Trump's fault for all this happening, but it, it he definitely made it easier. Um, locally, we though, can't, yeah, we can't really blame Trump for yeah. our water tasting yeah. little off. People have been complaining about that for way longer, probably than he's even been president. So. For sure, and it was that was just one component of part of what I was covering. It's just uh, there's it's harder for municipalities to make laws whenever that regulation isn't you know regulated anymore. But anyways, this most recent story talks about how the council, the city council staff, and city manager. 
some public works people all toured the water treatment facility to problem solve to make sure that all the water quality is up. Apparently, everything is in Missouri Department of Natural Resources standards and as well as the EPA standards for um, filtration and that kind of thing. So going forward, they just are trying to plan for things to be less, you know, less sketchy, I guess. They, yeah. the water, like the odor and the coloration is sometimes what people in this area, the citizens of the town complain about. And it doesn't taste very good either because uh, all the chemical, yeah. the chemical process yeah. of filtration is just not, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's better ways to do it. And if you read the news in the paper, you'll find out that there are other ways to do it, that they're just far too expensive for the city right now. Yeah. So high hopes. I guess little so sacrifices, you know. Yeah, maybe not in the future. Drinking water. <laughs> but get a get a Brita filter or yeah. whatever filter. It doesn't have to be Brita. <laughs> yeah. Problem solving. Yeah. Um Yeah. So <laughs> sorry guys. We're a little disorganized today. Not disorganized as much as it's been a long week, hasn't it? Like well, a little bit. It's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> it's been a long week for me. But we do have another story for you. Um, not as much a story as kind of an update. So what's up, Abby? Well, so um, for those of you who are looking forward to um, Valentine's Day and all of the accompanying excitement, maybe gathering for some romantic movies or something. So one of the <laughs> most popular um, recent rom-coms that came out was the Netflix's production of production i don't know if you call that with the movie but anyways makes production. it sound like a play not yeah. a play but their film um to all the boys love before was a big hit among all of, you know the teen rom-com fans a while back and so today february 12th the second one actually came out so the sequel um to all the boys ps i still love you came out today just in time for valentine's day so if you're into the netflix rom-coms which are just the perfect amount of cringy <laughs> Um, and kind of awesome, then it's pretty exciting stuff. Gotta be honest, I don't watch that much of well, those. Well, that's probably but fair, but even the New York Times saw this is worth mentioning today, oh. so this is a big deal. Th that means it's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> when the New York Times mentions you, you're a big deal. But, exactly. But, um, yeah, I feel like I see a lot of those pop up and like you know popular the you know how netflix has suggestions and stuff like popular on netflix i feel like i see a lot of them and i'm just mm -hmm. like this ain't my cup of tea but <laughs> you know for all of you out there for all our listeners that are kind of romantic cheesy types <laughs> for for valentine's that's what valentine's day is all about like that's i'm spending I, valentine's day with my um one true love journalism and covering an event this week so oh happy <laughs> I'm not much better. I will also <laughs> be writing another story for the paper. So, um, yeah, until next time, guys, this has been The Loop, where we keep you in the loop. Thanks for listening.